the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. It is Monday morning. We've got a lot coming up. We've got our Monday Mount Rushmore that we need to sort out. So if you left us messages over the weekend, we'll get to those coming up in just a little bit. The topic this week is the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. So every Monday we come up with a a top four, uh, who you would put on the Mount Rushmore. And this week it's Jokers. And you may think, well, that doesn't make any sense. How many people were Jokers? Well, we count six all together. Well, I mean, there's more than that, but there's six main ones that would be really in question as far as the Mount Rushmore goes. All right, so I'll circle back to this here in just a second. Let's talk about everything that uh, we're working on. And I did see the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Lisa, let's start off with news. What do we got coming up on news today? Well, Supreme Court is in a new term and it's beginning. Uh, Lots of different things are coming up in this term. We're going to be talking about immigration, guns, abortion, religion, executive power, even pirates. Uh, So there is a lot of different things that they will have to look over for this Supreme Court session. So uh, think about some big rulings are going to be coming down from that. All right. Joanna, how about entertainment? What do you what do you keep an eye on as far as entertainment goes today? Martin Scorsese ruffled some feathers when he said that Marvel movies are not cinema. Oh, Ooh. they're not, are they? They are not, he says. He kind of compared them to theme parks, is what he's saying. I can see that. I mean, I could actually see that, but I, <laughs> you know... I was going to say I enjoy theme parks, but I really don't. But, <laughs> but people do. I mean, people pay money, right. go to theme park, and feel like they got their money's worth, right? So, yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson responded by saying... Oh, wait, hold on. I got it in sound oh, clips okay. coming up. We'll hear what Samuel L. Jackson had he to say. He responded. <laughs> Were there F-bombs in said response? <laughs> You'll find out when I find out. Ooh. We'll have that in today in sound clips coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, Ginger Baker, the drummer for uh, Cream, passed away, and he was 80 years old. He was in Cream with Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce, and he was recognized as one of the one of the great drummers of rock and roll. Like more than just like oh, he you know hit those drums pretty good. He was like a real artist when he came to uh, percussion. So Ginger uh, Baker passed away. Also, Rip Taylor. Um, I'm trying to explain to somebody under like 30 who Rip, Rip Taylor no, is. No, jackass. That's how you oh, explain okay. it. <laughs> All right, there you go. He's the guy who would come out and throw confetti at the end of jackass. But that was kind of his thing going back over 50 years. Mm-hmm. He was the confetti guy with the big mustache. And Did a lot of talk shows, Ed Sullivan show. He uh, used to appear on a lot of game shows in yeah. the 70s, Hollywood Squares and things like that. Rip Taylor was just... Uh, uh, very flamboyant, over-the-top uh, comedian, and he passed away over the weekend. Brandon, a lot of sports uh, to talk about today. Can you narrow it down to uh, a couple of things you want to talk about? Well, probably the two big ones would be uh, former UTEP running back Aaron Jones having a day of days yesterday for the Packers. 
If you're a Cowboys fan, unfortunately, it was against Dallas as he scored four touchdowns. Uh, Aaron yesterday. Jones rang the Cowboys bell the last time they played, too. Well, he's apparently got their number because they ended up going into Dallas. Uh, the Packers got the victory 34-24. to And Sunday night football last night, Chiefs go down. Colts took him down 19-13. to Patrick Mahomes dealing with what looks to be an ankle issue. And once you take away some of his mobility, man, it is a completely different ball game out there for the Chiefs. I don't mean to spring it on you, but have you seen an update on uh, Mason Rudolph? He took a hit. Oh, he got knocked out. Yeah, he just got knocked cold straight out. He was out before he hit the ground because... He got hit, and if you ever watch boxing or mixed martial arts, you know that they call it the button, and it's kind of right on your jawline. And if you get hit right there, you're out. Like you get, you just get yeah. knocked out. And somebody that's who's knocked got, out on impact goes down and doesn't try to break their fall with their arm or yeah. turn it away. They're just psh, I mean, lights he, out. He was, was ragdolling it when he was going down yesterday. It was pretty scary looking. Do they have a prognosis for Mason Rudolph? Is he None that I'm I assume that so he's going to be out next week, but I, I heard him talking about like that kind of hit. Could have been very serious, but I mean, it, it, it could be, but you know, mixed martial artists get hit like that, and they're right yeah. back training shortly afterwards. I think it looks scarier than it really is. Um, just because, oh, and then they couldn't just get because he, I mean, he truly didn't even try to um, land, like you know, like protect himself yeah. after he got hit. Like I mean, he just he was completely knocked out, and I think that looks a lot scarier than it really is. Of course, you know, tests will show whether or not there was any serious damage done. I mean, he could have broken his jaw. They had to go with the uh, the third string quarterback to fill in because Ben Roethlisberger is out for how long is Roethlisberger out for the season? Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll find out later about Mason Rudolph. Also, when he was on the field, the the medical wagon, they couldn't get it to work. <laughs> like, they couldn't get it to turn on. The wagon that's supposed <laughs> to go out. Was it, I mean, I mean it sounds funny, but if it were, you know, it could really be, look, it has one job. Right? <laughs> make sure this thing runs. Yeah, make sure this thing like, runs in case funny, it's a medical It's not funny, but it has version. one job. <laughs> <laughs> Is there video of that? Yeah. Well, so what they ended up doing, they got a bunch of guys and they pushed the wagon out <laughs> to pick, to get Mason Rudolph off the field, like like four guys. <laughs> Atlanta leads the best of five series two to one after coming back. They they had two outs and a man on second and third uh, at their last at bat. Adam Duvall knocked a hit to center field, bringing in both runners. So Atlanta leads that series. In the National League, uh, two to one. Uh, it says here the Braves haven't led a postseason series since 2002. Yeah, they've had some pretty, pretty nasty. Uh, Would two have been like the Chipper Jones era of Atlanta Braves baseball? Yep, he still would have been there. The L.A. Dodgers beat the Washington Nationals last night and now lead their National League Divisional Series two games to one. They play again tonight. Uh, Los Angeles spanked Washington 10-4. to Game four is tonight, and in the American League Divisional Series, the Astros could wrap it up today with Tampa Bay. And also the same for the Yankees, who play the Twins. They could wrap it up 
later. Uh, bel- I believe that game is today as well. All four games are being played right. today. Okay. Number one at the box office, Joke- uh, Joker Joker Joke off. <laughs> Joker met expectations and made around $95 million at the box office, easily for number one. I thought it kind of exceeded, especially yeah, for the bit. pre. Yeah, it did. Um, $93.5 million was on the high end of what Joker was expected to bring in. Uh, followed by number two, Abominable, which made $12 million. Downton Abbey, $8 million. Hustlers, six point three, And It Chapter 2 is still in the top five at five point four. So we're doing the Monday Mount Rushmore. And I can now say, after seeing Joker, Joaquin Phoenix Joker belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Ooh, okay. Oh. I was saying that Heath Ledger's Joker was my George Washington of Jokers. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Heath led uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix should win the Best Actor Award. I really? Mean, what, yeah. Just as far as like acting ability and doing amazing things with the with the craft of acting, I think Joaquin Phoenix should win Best Actor. And the movie was the was the least superhero superhero movie I've ever seen. This movie could have easily just been. Like a psychological character yeah, study of a disturbed I, I, individual. I think I mean, the good thing, chilling. yeah, I think the good thing about it was is just everyone who saw it and how much it was being discussed. I, I went to the grocery store yesterday in the morning, and there was an older gentleman. He's probably in his eighties, talking about how much he hated 80s, that huh? movie, hated it, and he said it was terrible, and I just didn't like it. And da, 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 and I told him, I'm like, I don't think you were supposed to like. Yeah, it. you weren't supposed to enjoy it. I mean, yeah. if you enjoyed it, you probably got some real issues that's why I told him I was like I think it's supposed to make you mad it's supposed to make you think and it's supposed to you're not supposed to enjoy it in the typical sense of a movie and then he kind of paused for a second he looked he's all "All right, that makes more sense but what you told the old man that yeah well, because he was talking to the cash, the lady at the cash oh. register in front of me, so I joined in the conversation. Oh, I told fine. him because he said he's like, I work with patients with PTSD every day, and it, it was just the like old a, man did. Yeah, in his eighties. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's like, he's like, I just, I work with this every day. Why do I want to see it when I go to the movies? I go to the movies to escape. I'm like, mm, yeah. that movie choice then. <laughs> yeah, I saw it more as just like a a a, a psychological study of a disturbed individual, mm-hmm. just kind of laid over the framework. <laughs> of a superhero movie, uh, but Joaquin Phoenix, I, I can't say enough about his performance as the. Jo- it's not the type of movie that I'm like. I can't wait to see that three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this isn't a Marvel movie, right? And that's the well. Thing there I- are some movies. It's hard to say. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Like I walked out of a movie one time and I was very impressed, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh. I'm going to see Schindler's List like five times while it's still in the theaters. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, let's uh, let's talk about our Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of Jokers. And I think a real wrench has been thrown into the, into the works because we started this on Friday before any of us had seen... Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. That is an incredibly powerful performance, and I think he will probably win best. I don't know. You know, like what I think is best actor. You know, a lot of people in the Academy might say, well, we're not 
we're not going to give it to such a controversial movie or we're not going to give it to a superhero movie. If they saw it, they'd know it wasn't a superhero movie at all. Uh, so let me review who we have under consideration. Everybody that played the Joker is under consideration. Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, Mark Hamill. Because some people feel very strongly that that is their Joker. Mark Hamill from the anime, oh, yeah. Batman the Animated Series is the, is the Joker. Well, because he continued on with that. It's kind of like uh, Kevin Conroy, how he became Batman because he was the voice in the animated series. And he continued on. It even went into the video games with you know Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City and stuff like that. They both continued with those roles. for So for a lot of people... That they are the Batman and Joker. If you watch the old Batman and and Cesar Romero's on there as the Joker, if there's a close up, look closely because Cesar Romero only took the role on the condition that he didn't have to shave his mustache. So the Joker has a mustache. It's covered in that white mm-hmm. makeup, but the but the Cesar Romero Joker has a mustache. For that alone, I would say I'm gonna give it to like if it if it were to come down to Joaquin Phoenix and Cesar Romero, I give it to Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix lost fifty five pounds to play the Joker. Cesar Romero wouldn't even wouldn't shave, shave his, his mustache. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I had decided on Friday. Like we always have somebody who's our George Washington. You know, George Washington was going to make it on Mount Rushmore, no matter who else did. Mm-hmm. And on Friday, it was Heath Ledger. Right. I think it might be. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Well, I mean, they were very different movies. You know, the Heath Ledger was was a Batman movie. This one only had Batman in it for a few for a minute, two minutes tops, and it and it was a kid. Well, I'm being. So was it even Batman or was it Bruce Wayne? It was Bruce Wayne. Okay. Could you see them? Moving on with this series and nope. potentially doing another Batman? No. Not with this uh, Not with this character. I read a lot of fan theories. I, I don't want to... The the last thing I want to do is... Spoiler spoil, spoil anything for anybody who did see The Joker, because I really think it's pretty amazing, and you should go see it once. I can't imagine anybody like wanting to go see it four or five... If you want to go see this Joker four or five times... I'm not saying you're crazy, but you should talk to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Like that dude that uh, was laughing at all the murders and the showing in New York that made people uncomfortable and they left. I saw saw a headline about that. What what was it? Like the guy was cheering when Joker committed the murders? Yeah. So um, did it include all the Jokers? I heard the Mark Hamill there. I think they might have left the Jared Leto out, though. I'll say this. I have a feeling Jared Leto is going to get left off by a lot of people's list, but of all the problems Suicide Squad had, I didn't think Jared Leto's Joker was one of the. I mean, there were much mm-hmm. bigger problems than his portrayal of the Joker. He, he wasn't in it very long. Oh, here's the story. Several people left a showing in Manhattan's Times Square on Friday night because there was a guy in the theater cheering and applauding when... Again, spoiler alert. Well, the murders take place. I won't say who does the murders. But, come on, the movie's called Joker. Yeah. He even spit on some of the people as they were leaving. And he got belligerent whenever anyone would tell him to shut up. Did they kick him out? I'm 
getting to that. I haven't seen that yet. One guy who was there saw the man pour an entire bottle of alcohol into his drink. He says, quote, this was most likely a harmless drunk guy, but all the nervousness built around the film made it really unsettling. Security eventually came and removed him from the theater. What? Uh, Brandon, who do you uh, who are you leaning toward for your Mount Rushmore of Jokers? Well, so here's the thing: since I haven't seen Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. I don't know if I can put him up there. For me, Heath Ledger is the George Washington. Like he's got to go up there. But number two for me is going to be Mark Hamill because that voice is so distinct with him portraying the Joker through so many years of it, all the different cartoons, all of the different animated movies that they have done, the video games that he's been in. Like, that's that's number two. And then I would have to go with Jack Nicholson and Cesar Romero. But you know who we're leaving off this list who hasn't even been mentioned yet? Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis played the Joker? He played the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> okay. That's going to be a real hard sell. If anybody wants, uh, if anybody wants to make the argument for Zach Galifianakis, you go right ahead. So you say you do put Jack Nicholson in there? Yeah. Have you ever heard the things when? Uh, do you remember when Mark Hamill would read like tweets as the Joker? Yeah, those were great. I don't think I ever saw that cartoon. Well, that's the thing is it was more than just that one cartoon. That's what made it so good. And that's what made him so iconic as the Joker. He continued to do it like Kevin Conroy, the guy who was the voice of Batman in the animated series has continued on. He's the voice of Batman, you know, and that's why, at least for me, he's got to be up there. Mark Hamill has to be on the Mount Rushmore. I would argue you leave Cesar Romero off and put Joaquin Phoenix on. I'm telling you, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is going to win an Academy Award. Yeah. This uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix movie has like a really good explanation of why the Joker laughs. You know, like why that's kind of his thing thing yeah there's a there's a great there's just so much great i, I wish you'd go see it <laughs> so i could talk to you about it. <laughs> uh all right so you could leave us a message on the toll-free neckline 844-805-6325 that's 844-805-neck or you could call us in the studio at 844-305-6210 and brandon's also going to be monitoring our facebook stream mm-hmm. and you can leave messages there uh on today's facebook chat at buzz adams morning show i really want to hear from people who maybe saw the joker Let's see if they and agree with not, what i'm saying well and did not like it i want the counterpoint because you're praising it so what i want to do is i want to i want to hear the counterpoint from somebody like the guy that uh, lisa was talking to the guy who apparently hated the movie oh what did he write well, that was a crazy old man <laughs> oh no! no. Well, well, you're I a crazy had... old man. No, that's very true. No, and I, I did see some of my friends did also say that they didn't like it. One person wrote, "No, his portrayal of the Joker was soft. He was the soft version of a of a Joker. A movie also lacked a lot of substance too." Okay, I don't know who that friend is, but you should unfriend them right now. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. It's an alternative fact when the truth is so whack. Not a lie, don't say that. Here's an alternative fact. All right, 
All right, today, Simon Cowell turns 60 years old. So you have to guess if these people he's associated with are older or younger. Simon Cowell is. is 60? Simon Cowell turns 60 years old huh. today. Here we go. Number one, fact or alternative fact. His formal, former American Idol co-stars Randy Jackson and Paula Abdul are both older than he is. Fact or alternative fact? Well... I don't know about Randy Jackson, but Paula Abdul started off as a Laker girl. And she <laughs> yes. was a choreographer. And she had some hits in the 80s, so let's say she's... I would say yes, wouldn't you? That she's older? Well, because think about no, it. If they, I think she's younger. Oh, okay. I think Paula Abdul is definitely younger than 60. So, alternative fact. That's an alternative fact. Yep, Randy Jackson's older. He turned 63 this year, while Paula Abdul is younger. She turned 57 back in June. Here we go, number two, fact or alternative fact. Simon's current America's Got Talent co-host, Howie Mandel, is older than him. Howie Mandel had a cartoon while I was still, well, I don't know about a kid, but young enough that I watched Saturday morning cartoons. So he's going to be quite a bit older than I am. So 60 is the magic number. Uh, was it that Howie Mandel is older? Yeah. That's fact. That's a fact. Yep. Howie Mandel, he turned 64, or he will turn 64 coming up next month. Here we go. Number three, fact or alternative fact. Simon's first wife was older than him. Simon Cowell was married to a woman? Yeah. They have a kid together, too. I don't know. I don't know anything about Simon Cowell. A fact. That's an alternative fact. Simon Cowell's never been married. Oh, I should have gone with my instinct. He does have a long-term girlfriend, however, Lauren Silverman, and she's only 42 years old. Okay. All right, so you're two for three. Yeah. Here's number Good four. Good for Simon. Fact or alternative <laughs> fact. Former American Idol judge Ellen DeGeneres is older than Simon. God, is Ellen 60? She's close. She's got to be close. Oh, uh, Joanna, you're out of timeout. You can you can help me with this contest. <laughs> oh, how convenient. <laughs> what do you think? Is Ellen DeGeneres 60 yet or no? I feel like she is. I think she had like this big celebration. Okay, good. On her show. You, you're, oh, you're yeah, didn't working Portia your give her like a, a, an elephant? Oh, yeah. Like that a, was for like a, a sanctuary or something. Yeah, she has an yeah. elephant sanctuary Thank in her you. name. You have, wor- you have worked your way back into my good graces, too. <laughs> Uh, wait, so question? I want to say that she is older, <laughs> so is that... Former American Idol judge Ellen DeGeneres is older than Simon Cowell. Fact. That's a fact. Oh. Yep. Yeah, she Good is... Good job, Joanna. She's about a year and a half older. She's going to turn 62 coming up in January. All right, this one's for all the marbles because you're three for four. Number five, fact or alternative fact, Susan Boyle from Britain's God Talent is yeah. older than Simon. I dreamed a dream. I mean, she looks older than everybody, but I think that's just like part of her, right? She's had a rough life, okay? Yeah, but... 
I think when she came, I remember her thing was everybody was kind of giggling. Oh, this this old lady's not going to be. And then she could sing really good. But I remember being surprised at how young she was compared to how young she looked. She looked, she was a lot younger than I thought she was. Uh, can you repeat the statement again? <laughs> Susan Boyle from Britain's Got Talent is older than Simon. Fact or alternative fact? Alternative fact. I'm confident. That's an alternative fact. Yep. It's close, though. Yeah? She turned 58 this past April. She was 48 when she did the show. All right. That's a win for me. It is. We've got a few opinions on our Mount Rushmore of Joker. Uh, in the chat, Joe says Hamill, Ledger, Phoenix, and Nicholson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel the Hamill, the Mark Hamill, because it was animated. Now, see, we've already got another guy asking if Mark Hamill counts. I say yes. Yeah, sure. He Mark, counts. Mark I Hamill's mean, number two in my book. It goes Heath Ledger, then Mark Hamill. You got to get out and see this new movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I agree that Mark Hamill is definitely under consideration. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die on the hill of Jared Leto. I just think that Jared Leto's Joker could have <laughs> been used better than you know. The mm-hmm. trouble with Jared Leto's Joker is that he was in a crappy DC movie. If he'd been in a good DC movie. We might have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we got booze news for you today. Uh, first of all, Glenn Levitt, the whiskey company, are they whiskey or are they scotch? Scotch is whiskey. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I never knew the difference. Is it the way that it's made that makes the difference? I can't remember. It's in Scotland. I think it's where it is. Where's whiskey? Like, for instance, champagne is from the Champagne province, but Prosecco is technically the same thing. It's just not made in champagne. The uh, whiskey brand Glenlivet just released a new product that are basically like Tide Pods filled with alcohol. And they're gel capsules filled with about a half a shot's worth of whiskey. For now, they're only in the UK, but they could be coming to the US soon. I guess this is for anybody who's sitting there with a glass of whiskey and thinking yeah this is fine I gotta I, I, I gotta drive in my mouth <laughs> I gotta go I have to drive so let me grab I'll take it with you. the Uber's here everybody take your Tide Pod uh. and uh, it comes the, like the the covering or what it comes in is made of seaweed I, I don't know if that's gonna affect the taste uh, any I hope that's Scottish seaweed that it, they're using Scottish seaweed. also in in the uh, well, could you really call it a product of Scotland if it used seaweed from some other international water? Ooh, point. that's a pretty good point. See, and I'm trying to figure out because they there's three different colors. There's one that's pretty clear, then there's an amber colored one, and then there's one that's a darker brown. So I'm trying to figure out if it is a drink because they keep saying the cocktail. I wonder if you have to pop it or if or if you let it melt in your mouth. See, like do you, do you pop it like a squirt gum? It says here it comes in three flavors: citrus, wood, and spice. Okay, so then they are. Well, in the commercial, they keep calling it a cocktail. I always think of a cocktail being whiskey 
and mixed with something. Right. right. The best is someone put on Twitter. Uh, boardroom meeting. Suit one. Millennials aren't buying scotch. Why? Suit two. Probably because all they do is vape and eat Tide Pods. Suit one. Crazy pitch, but just hear me out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Now we've got a story about a bar <laughs> in St. Louis that is going to start charging by the hour, not by the drink. Isn't that kind of the rules like of a drink and drown that they used to have over in Juarez? In Juarez, yeah, the Derby. Um, Five bucks. This sounds a little dangerous. There's a new bar that opened. It just opened in St. Louis. And this past weekend, instead of charging people by the drink, they're charging by the hour for unlimited drinks. It's $10 an hour for regular drinks or $20 an hour for premium. I guess you just, you know, you want to you want a vodka, you got to take whatever you know a well or whatever. I, I don't know all the terms, but if you want specifically, like say you're a Grey Goose and uh-huh. you specifically want that, well it's going to be $20 an hour. Interesting. They, uh they say their bartenders are going to carefully monitor how much mon- how much people are drinking to make sure no one goes too crazy. Okay. How many people are going to complain though and say I'm fine? Let me translate that. Their I'm bartenders fine. are going to carefully monitor to make sure these people aren't drinking mm-hmm. more than twenty dollars worth is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I think they're done. Uh, yeah, you're a little too drunk. What? I've only drank nineteen dollars. Yeah, like I said, you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here 45 minutes. I haven't even gotten my whole hour. I'm there are fine. so many problems with this. If they don't enforce something, people are just going to get ass-faced. And then probably go out and get a car and drive in a lot of cases. But if they monitor it too closely, people are going to feel like they're getting ripped off. Yeah. Like if you didn't get your $20. So I can see a l- I predict that this bar will not be uh, doing this business model no. For more than a month or so, until like, they well, mark they it on the calendar. Let's revisit it in a month. Yeah, all right. But <laughs> what was the deal in Juarez? You'd go over to where was it? Kentucky the Club, the Derby, right? And it was you'd like pay five them bucks. out five bucks. Drink and a drink. Drink whatever you want to. Right now, that they probably got. Nothing you realize they probably got that alcohol by lifting up the bar mat and just pouring oh. whatever, <laughs> whatever had fallen in there the previous day. Old, it did not matter. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's talk about celebrity uh, passings over the weekend. Uh, Diane Carroll was an American actress, singer, model, and activist. She was one of the first African-American actors to, well, not one of the first, but she broke a lot of ground. In 1962, she won a Tony Award for Best Actress. That was the first for an African-American woman. For her role in the musical No Strings, uh, she was one of the first to come to prominence with major studios when they started casting uh, black cast, including Carmen Jones and Porgy and Bess, both of those in the 1950s. Diane Carroll was 84. Then there's uh, Rip Taylor. So Rip Taylor is the guy at the end of the Jackass movie who would come out and throw confetti. And that was... uh, part of his shtick for a long time uh rip taylor passed away he was 84 Mm, i'm trying to think of what else you might know he was on a lot of game shows but that doesn't help you younger uh listeners i don't think but you know hollywood squares and match game and things like that he he was on a lot of that 
And uh, Ginger Baker has passed away. Ginger Baker um, was the subject of a 2012 documentary called Beware of Mr. Baker, which you should just watch if you like crazy documentaries because this guy actually attacked the filmmaker. That's how it opens. It opens. That's the opening scene. He's beating him with his cane. Enough that it bloodies the guy's nose. And Ginger Baker was known as one of the premier rock drummers, but also one of the premier wild men of rock. I've got a few comments here from celebrities. Paul McCartney said about Ginger Baker, a great drummer, a wild, lovely guy. We worked together on the Band on the Run album. Uh, Mick Jagger, quote, sad news hearing that Ginger Baker has died. I remember playing with him very early on an Alexis on an Alexis Corners Blues Incorporated. He was a fiery but extremely talented and innovative drummer. As far as cause of death, Ginger Baker was 80 years old and had been in declining health for a while in 2013. He said he had COPD from years of heavy smoking and had chronic back pain from degenerative osteoarthritis. He had open-heart surgery in 2016. He also suffered a bad fall. Ginger was best known as a co-founder of the supergroup Cream, along with Jack Bruce and Eric Clapton. Ginger and Clapton would later reteam in Blind Faith, but that band was short-lived, but it put out a great album. So he was known for being combative, uh, rub people the wrong way, always ready for a fight. Oh, yeah. Just watch that documentary, man. So Ginger Baker wanted to uh, leave a jazz band that also featured Jack Bruce. They didn't get along, but later they ended up being in Cream together because of Eric Clapton's suggestion. But in this clip, they're all talking about becoming a band, beginning with Ginger Baker pulling a knife on Jack Bruce. (laughs) Ginger Baker was uh, 80 years old. He was considered one of the best, one of the best rock uh, drummers of all time. All right, we've got a Monday Mount Rushmore. Today's Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of jokers of all time. Something that seemed quite simple on Friday when we came up with it, but... I went to see Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and Joaquin Phoenix should win an Academy Award. Even if the movie wasn't good, and I thought it was good... I thought it was very good, in fact. But I've seen mixed reviews. But even if it was a bad movie, Mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix should still get the Academy Award. I mean, unless somebody... From what I've seen so far this year. Uh, So before we get into the discussion about our Mount Rushmore of Jokers, why does Jimmy Carter have a black eye? Why would a 95-year-old <laughs> former president... How does that happen? Are you, are you asking, like, I'm asking, who hurt you? A stiff wind blew into him? I mean, Aww. it's not going to take that much. Well, he's got secret uh, service. One of those secret service guys should have jumped between him and the stiff wind, if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, the 95-year-old was at home when he was getting ready for church on Sunday, and he fell down. And he had to go to the hospital, got a dozen stitches. Uh, He and his wife kept a commitment taking place later that day and flew to Nashville for the opening of a nearly week-long Habitat for Humanity project. Uh, So then he began his speech there saying, all right, you probably want to know what happened. (laughs) I'm going to throw it out there that 
I don't think Jimmy Carter was one of our greatest presidents, but I think Jimmy Carter might be our greatest, one of our greatest ex-presidents. <laughs> like for somebody who's done so much good and mm-hmm. just been like a force for good in the world, I'm going to say Jimmy Carter has got to be right up there. Also, nobody's been a former president longer than Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Jimmy, I don't know if that's actually true. No, no, I Jimmy think Carter is older, he's older than, than any, any former, former president. president right? Yeah, yeah I think he's the oldest living yeah, former president, but yeah, especially I just love hearing him talking about his peanut farm that he has. Uh-huh. He just wants to hang out and farm peanuts. Does he... I, I find it hard to believe that he's doing much of the peanut farming anymore. Mm, probably just walks around with his little hard hat on. He likes to watch other people play with his peanuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're black-eyed peanuts. Jeez. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Are you sure somebody shouldn't ask his wife some questions? Like, well, we hear that it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> what any, did he say to there, you? Yeah, right. Have there been any arguments recently? The link? You know. Blink if you need to. Because falling on the corner of a table, I gotta be honest, Miss Lillian, we hear that all the time. <laughs> Wait, was Lillian his mother? See, I remember when Carter, barely, I was real little, but I can remember when Carter was uh, president. And there were two ladies in his life. There was, well, three. There was his mother, mm-hmm. then his wife. So Rosalind. Rosalind is his wife. Yes. Lillian was his mother. Mm-hmm. And Amy was the daughter who was. Kind of like the pre-Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, because she was a teenager. Oh, yeah. People made fun. You know, she had braces, yeah. and people made fun of her looks and stuff. And That's got to suck to grow up in the White House. I think growing up in the White House would be fine if you d- if it weren't under the micro- microscope, you know, if everybody could see it. Like, well, not growing even... up in the White House might have been good 100 years ago, but... Like, no, because everybody... think about the Secret Service always following you around. Yeah. So even if there wasn't social media, like, you're trying to hang out with a girl for the first time, and there's, I don't know, Philip, your Secret Service guy, standing <laughs> behind you. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm trying to think of what I can tell you about the Joker uh-huh. with Joaquin Phoenix without spoiling the movie. Uh, so here's what I've come up with. And if I if I step over the line, any, I, I don't mean to do it, but uh, I really, really... You liked it It's a lot. hard to say I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like you didn't enjoy Schindler's List. You know what I mean? You didn't it was en- good to learn. Yes. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's worth it's a, seeing, but it's, a but powerful, it's not it's, I thought it was a powerful movie. If and I you thought, were Martin Scorsese, would you say that it was cinema or it was not cinema? <laughs> I'd say it's cinema, especially since a lot of it is kind of a, an homage to Martin Scorsese movies or a, if not an homage, maybe a Romana Clef uh, to Martin Scorsese movies. I mean, uh, the Joker is, you find this out right away, He's he's a guy named uh, Arthur Fleck and he is similar to uh, Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver he's also similar to another De Niro character uh, Rupert Pupkin in King of Comedy in that he wants to be a comedian and he really admires this talk show host that is the plot of King of Comedy Martin Scorsese films those are both Scorsese films at any point does Robert De Niro ask Joaquin Phoenix. You look at him milk him? Huh? What's that? If he could milk him? No, he never does. It is a Martin Scorsese. I've got nipples, Joker. Could you milk me? (laughs) King of Comedy definitely is a. It is a Martin Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's in the, I'm going to say it's either late 70s or early 80s, right around 1980. And I'm basing that on the style of cars they had. They watch TVs that are, you know, they're not flat screens. The tubes. Everybody's smoking inside everywhere. Mm. So you can tell that this is in the late 70s or maybe early 80s. And it's clearly New York. You know, the okay. whole idea that Gotham City is New York is something we're supposed to know anyway. But they've got all kinds of references in there. So in the in that time period, New York had a lot of problems. They had a power outage, you know, like a blackout that was a big deal. You had the crime rate in New York City was much, much higher than it is today. And the city itself, although still not paradise, was a lot dirtier during that time that this movie is set. So it's a backdrop of a lot of very dissatisfied people, uh, people living in a very gross city, barely getting by, not a whole lot of hope. But it also combines it with kind of like the uh, the one... Per- what was the movement called where they would go and protest against the 1%? There was a name for that. And I can't believe Wall I've only Street. Occupy, Occupy Wall Street. It, right, it's very much an Occupy Wall Street okay. type of vibe going on there. People showing up, and so he. Once again, I don't want to do any spoilers. Joaquin Phoenix may not be the Joker. Okay, he's more of like this inspirational figure that sets off this movement. So there's a possibility that he never becomes the supervillain, the Joker. Maybe he inspires somebody okay. else who becomes the Joker. Hmm. All right. And uh, there's a moment in there where where uh, young Bruce Wayne and his mother and father are in a theater, and you're like, oh, I know where this is going. But other than a couple moments like that, you can easily forget that this has anything to do with Batman. It's much right. more of a psychological study of this uh, mentally like ill. He ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight? No, he's not that kind of Joker. Wait till they get a load of me. So what we have to do is narrow it down to four to be on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. And if you didn't go see Joker over the weekend, I guess I'm asking you to take my word on it. Joaquin Phoenix was unbelievable as the Hmm. Joker uh, to the point that I put him in the number one position, also known as the George Washington. I had Heath Ledger there. So what I'm leaning toward is Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson and uh, Cesar Romero just because I didn't watch the animated series like I was already paying taxes and had kids and stuff by the time that was on so I didn't really ever get into it but you could convince me I guess that Mark Hamill belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers that's things for me Mark Hamill's towards the top I would almost be willing to to compromise you know how things get done or uh-huh. supposed to get done in Congress it's yeah. like if you take my word on this uh, Joaquin Phoenix then I'll give you this I'll, I'll concede that uh, Mark Hamill maybe deserves to be on there over Cesar Romero see I still want to hear somebody counter your point with Joaquin Phoenix because from what we've heard, I mean, Buzz was the only one that was able to go see it over the weekend, and I would I would say that if you haven't seen it, like you can't say, well, I, I don't I don't like his performance without having seen it. You need to see it, not just the trailers. I th- and I would find it hard to believe that anybody would would say, like even the even the bad reviews, and there are some bad reviews for Joker. I didn't see anybody say Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, I guess I did see a couple reviewers say that he 
he overdid it. Mm. But I just thought it was incredibly powerful. And it was the most non-superhero superhero movie. Like the idea of Joaquin Phoenix's character getting henchmen and fighting a guy dressed up as a bat is is laughable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous that that character would end up being in a superhero movie. It would seem as out of place as if hmm. they turned Oscar Schindler from Schindler's List into a superhero. It just doesn't make any sense. Almost sounds like a bad joke. Here's the uh, toll-free studio. Oh, and there were a lot of references to Killing Joke. To the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things. The graphic when, novel. When he finally, again, if you don't want any spoilers, I guess, maybe tune out. When... He's got a lot of problems. Like, this is a, a guy who's got a lot of problems that are out of his control, and he's a more, much more of a pathetic figure than a scary figure. And he's not even really evil, but he finally has a break, and he says, I'm having a bad day, which was, that was kind of like the central premise of the the killing joke. It's how just you're just one, one bad day right. away from and he becoming wanted to prove me. that by it, pushing Commissioner Gordon yep. to the edge. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the whole premise. So there's definitely that in, in the movie, and I thought it was fantastic. All right, here's the telephone number 844-305-6210-844-305-6210. I don't hear anybody bringing up Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I think that he's pretty much out. I, I think it's kind of down to five where you've got Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, and Joaquin Phoenix. I think those I are I would like to see Jared Leto's Joker in an, in another movie. I didn't think he was in it enough and he was in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think his Joker, I don't know enough about his Joker to say whether yeah. it was that great or not. I thought they were going to make that into a standalone movie. Did they just decide after Suicide Squad, they're like, we're scrapping everything. Yeah, it's like the makers of Suicide Squad said, all right, we, we made objectively a bad movie. What was bad about it? And somehow they focused on Jared Leto's Joker, which <laughs> he was, was not the fall guy. Yeah, right. That wasn't the worst thing about that. It's not even in the top fifty worst things about Suicide Squad. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back if we get any phone calls or if you want to make your comments, go over to Facebook and put them in there. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Brandon, can you uh, give us any mood of what? what people are saying over on the uh, the Facebook Somebody just punched in. Uh, Edmundo put in, um, maybe we haven't mentioned him yet, but Cameron Monaghan, he was the one that played the Joker in Gotham. I thought he did a pretty decent job. That storyline got pretty confusing because it ended up being that there were twin brothers and the one who you thought was going to be the Joker ended up dying and then they brought him back to life and then he ended up dying again. It was very, very convoluted. Um, but it looks like uh, Chris says that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker touches a lot of Mark Hamill's Joker, same mannerisms as the animated series. I don't know the animated series well enough. I know that Mark Hamill does this weird, not quite British accent. Mm-hmm. You know, like he rolls his eye. Here, let me see if I can bring up Mark Hamill's Joker. Well, this is actually Mark Hamill reading some of Donald Trump's tweets as the Joker, but it gives you the idea. I heard poorly rated morning show speaks badly of me. <laughs> Don't watch anymore. Then how come low IQ crazy Mika along with Psycho Joe came to Mar-a-Lago three nights in a row around New Year's Eve and insisted on joining me? 
She was bleeding badly from the facelift. <laughs> I said no. Ah, uh, my childhood sounds right there. I'm okay. telling you, like that's that's for me, that's right up there. But what I think we need to start doing, and we need to start whittling this thing down. So we've got four spots. So I Jared's think, gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really Leto's out. I think it could have been better. And Jared Leto even said they, you know, I filmed a lot for that movie, and they cut most of it out. And the Joker only ended up being in there, and. You know, he really went full in with the method actor thing. You remember he, he yeah. was sending dead rats as presents to his co-stars and stuff. I think that's what sucks is that if, they would, if we would have seen more of that him as that character, we may actually have liked it. But I, I think just the the aesthetics, the face, and the I tattoos. thought he was a very the crappy movie. Yeah. I think that's the thing is it was a crappy movie. But, yeah. I mean, Jared Leto's Joker seemed very menacing. Like in that mm-hmm. opening scene where he's almost trying to convict uh, or trying to uh, trick this I don't know. The guy's a gang lord or whatever into getting on his bad side and the you know over Harley Quinn and stuff. I thought it was a very could have been a very menacing yeah. uh, Joker, mm-hmm. but they didn't. I, I, it was in a bad movie, and it was only in the bad movie. I'd like to see more of it. Well, we have in the Facebook chat Nate is saying that he thinks that Heath Ledger's Joker should be on the top. He embodied what Joker is. He doesn't want to kill Batman. He wants to continue the cat and mouse game of life that is him and the bats. He wants to cause as much chaos as he can because it's fun. And that's what I agree with completely on this. And that's why for me, Heath Ledger's at the top, but we don't need to agree on an order. We just need to pick four. Well, I agree that Heath Ledger should definitely be in there. Is anybody saying Heath Ledger's out? No. no, I haven't no. seen anybody. I've never heard anybody say that Heath Ledger was overrated. I right, do boom. literally died for that role. Heath Ledger is in, and we just got our first vote for Zach Galifianakis, by the way. Uh, Cassie says on Facebook, Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal. Just give him all the awards. But he's not the Joker. That's Heath Ledger. So for anybody who saw Joker over the weekend or anybody who's going to go see it, I don't think I'm ruining anything by saying uh, Joaquin Phoenix may not have even been the supervillain, the Joker. Mm-hmm. The supervillain, the Joker, could have been one of the mob that yeah. was inspired by this mentally. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is not scary. I mean, he's scary because he's so mentally distraught. He's more pathetic than anything else. You know, he's not like a mastermind. Like, he barely even knows how to commit acts of violence. Mm-hmm. He does, but it's not like he does. He, he's not menacing. He's sad. Um, let's see. Joker from the Lego movie. Told you. Who would that have been? Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. We got back-to-back votes on that. <laughs> but we so far, we've narrowed it down. We've got Heath Ledger is definitively in. I think... Because you sort of waver on Mark Hamill. I just don't know. And we just haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix, so we can't really judge it. So I think that that might have to be the give and take. Where if you give us Mark Hamill, we give you Joaquin Phoenix. Because nobody's really countered your point yet. Are we talking about leaving Cesar Romero from the TV series? It might have to be down to Cesar Romero or Jack Nicholson off. Now, now here's the thing about Cesar Romero. I'll make a pro Cesar Romero. People say, well, it was goofy. He didn't even bother to shave off his mustache. So you had a Joker with a mustache. Mm -hmm. He did the Joker that matched the mood of that TV series. It was Mm -hmm. campy and silly, and he was campy and silly. I mean, he did what that 
what that required. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they time warped and put Heath Ledger's Joker in the oh my in the nineteen sixties series? How out of place that would have been. Holy serial killer, Batman. <laughs> Why so serious? All right, we got Al, who's uh, going to have some input for the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Oh, my. We've got somebody in here saying that Cameron Monaghan in Gotham was way better than Leto. And the four should be Ledger, Phoenix, Hamill, Monaghan. Nicholson is overrated. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll, hear, I'll, I'll hear your argument. <laughs> I mean, I'll listen to it. Uh, hello, Al. Hello. Well, hey. that's... That's one of the ones that I was going to mention, someone that, that uh, Brandon just mentioned. Cameron Monaghan was great in Gotham, and I think he deserves a spot on, on the, the top four. Yeah, I can't really have an opinion because I, I watched a little bit of Gotham, but only to the—I I know the, the actor who played Penguin was really good, but I didn't get into it enough that I would know anything about the Joker. Are you saying that the guy that you think is the Joker is not the turns out not to be the Joker? Well, it's it's played by the same actor. It's just that he has a twin brother. Oh, okay. And that's uh, kind of the, well. I don't the think that thing. eliminates him because we don't like I say from uh, the Joker. We don't even know if Joaquin Phoenix actually turns out to be the Batman villain, the Joker. Um, no, I don't think that eliminates him. The either. other three I have, Buzz. Yep. Is is. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix because yes, he played great in the movie. Did you go see the movie? Yes. Did you like the movie? movie? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. Very good. Very, very good. And then I I also think, uh, of course, Heath Ledger. He would probably be number one for me. But I'm sorry to say, I can't go with Mark Hamill because it's just voice acting. I'd rather (laughs) see the original uh, Joker that started it all, Cesar Romero. He's got to be up there, too. Did did anybody ever play Joker before Cesar Romero? I mean, if they did, we it's it's not a part of the culture. You know what I mean? We don't we don't. I don't remember that. So. Somebody I might think, have. I think he was. Wait, so you're leaving Jack first. Nicholson off? Yes, he. Uh, well, well, you know, Jack Nicholson, he would be number five. But I'm sorry, these other ones, uh, just you know, in a, each and own very way. Brought the Joker and brought, you know, the comic book Joker. Uh, there's, you can see it in each one of them, definitely, uh, where they, you know, brought their own Joker into society, you know, into reality. All right, and so who are, you, who are your four again, Al? Keith Ledger. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Moghan, uh Cesar Romero. And then Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, I, I, I might put Jack Nicholson in, in place of one of the ones on your list. All right, thanks, Al. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but he's you know he's going with other All other right. choices. Do you know who's going to going to be playing, um, the Joker coming up in one of the, uh, um, animated series? No, Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah? El Paso's own, yeah. <laughs> Sir, this is how you get made fun of by nerds. Somebody in the chat wrote, what about Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey was the Riddler. He was the Riddler. Hello. Um, he was Enigma. And he wasn't that good. Pa- 
pardon me. He just wanted to be part of the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Thank you for, thanks for coming. Thanks for your participation. Pick Peace your battles. All right. Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, come back. And we, we got like a better part of an hour uh, to decide. Nate says Romero was Joker on meth. Yeah, uh, Romero. I've always heard that um, Leto's version was. That's why was he had Joker the. On meth. That's why he had the fake teeth, because all of his teeth were uh, rotted out. We also got a uh, from Memo here. It says Gotham was horrible. Cap- Ca- Cameron Monaghan carried that show. Nicholson just played a gangster version of Joker. Romero is just overrated by wannabe Joker fans that want to fit in. Oh. Wait, who's overrated? Um. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't totally disagree with that statement. I mean, I don't know <laughs> enough about Gotham to have an opinion on that. You know, but. I thought Gotham was a pretty good show because it it was it was about the villains and how it's basically how the villains start to take over Gotham and Bruce Wayne sees this and it, it, he starts to kind of he goes through his own trials and tribulations, and then he ultimately decides, okay, I got to do something about this. I need to save my city. All right, let's take a break. Here's a telephone number. Toll free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, is that getting universal praise? Like the audiences (laughs) are very split (laughs) on whether or not this was a good move. It's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, though, audience score. I got a whole bunch of negative critic reviews, though. I can read those. Yeah, read me some like. of those because I'd like to hear what negative critics are saying because I thought the whole so thing was Buzz amazing. Can be like, and I wrong. <laughs> no, but I could totally wrong. see Let how the me worst complain. review ever. Let me tell you how many times you are wrong. I could totally see how they'd be skittish that this movie might uh, cause you know some kind of problem. So they told yeah. people do not come in Joker makeup. Just don't do it. We're at, well, some of the theater chains did. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Uh, we're talking about our Mount Rushmore of Jokers, so uh, we're going to continue to read comments over on Facebook and uh, take calls. Yeah, by the way, Rowan Atkinson, not dead. Because somebody put in the Facebook chat that the next Joker should be played by Mr. Bean, <laughs> a.k.a. Rowan Atkinson, and somebody said Rowan Atkinson is dead. Rowan Atkinson oh, is not dead. Alive and well. But then what <laughs> Mr. Bean lives. So, so it was, uh, so was Cassie. Me, that's Zazu. Okay. So it was Cassie who wrote that, but then she says, oh, bleep, I Mandela'd myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hello, Carmela. Hello. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Carmela. You had some input on our Mount Rushmore of Jokers. I do, I do. I would like to um, disagree with the last caller, um, just for the whole voice acting, and I would like to put my vo- my vote in for Zach Galifianakis. I think the last caller said Mark Hamill was great, but come on, it's voice acting, it's not yeah, as impressive, I, right? I think that would be even harder to, you know, because you can't see the crazy face, and you can't see the the dementia in their eyes, like... I feel like voice acting would be harder. And you know what? Zach Galifianakis rocked it. Let me, let me, you know, I saw that you were going to comment. And so I looked up a little clip of Zach Galifianakis. I feel like, have I seen, 
Wait, was this from Lego Batman? Oh, Le- it wasn't the Lego movie with Chris Pratt. It was. I don't believe so. I, I, I think it's Lego Batman. Batman. Oh, no, it is the Batman one. All right, here you go. Let's hear a little bit. Zach Galifianakis nails the voice work, too, making this modern Joker one of the best ever. You're obsessed with me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Who else drives you to one up them the way that I do? Bane. No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> would, would it be fair to say that this was this was a, a com- this was a comedic performance, right? It was, it was, and I think we have a lot of serious jokers, and uh, you I mean, know we can't we can't discredit comedy. All right, listen, I am totally taking your comments under advisement. Okay, I can't and promise you that. Yours. On Joaquin Phoenix, I haven't seen it yet, but I would put him on my. I already want to put him on there. That is a very respectable conversation between the two. Oh, of you. it I is. See, it. we yeah, can we can reach job. across the aisle as mm-hmm. Americans and come to agree on something. <laughs> see there, on that's Joker, nice. at least. It still exists. It still exists. <laughs> thank you, Carmela. Oh, thank you, Buzz. Thank okay. you guys every morning. Oh, Bye, appreciate thanks. it, Carmela. Thank you. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. <laughs> 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 he really is. I think you got an idea. Like, uh, the performance by Joaquin Phoenix that I would compare it to is a movie he did with Philip Seymour Hoffman. It might have been one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last roles in a movie called The Master. Okay. Where he's kind of like this disturbed individual. Uh, it's it's that level of, of acting. To the point where mm-hmm. I hope Joaquin Phoenix has friends that are checking in on him. <laughs> After what happened to Heath Ledger, you yep. know, just that yeah. everybody's just make sure those making sure he's open twins. Right. Just oh, make yeah. sure that everything's cool with Joaquin Phoenix. We got another vote in the Facebook chat. Ray says, you have to have Hamill. He has the most iconic and legendary Joker laugh ever. And he does. That's why he's got to be on there for me. Like, that's a must. The whole backstory of Joker's laugh in this movie, the Joaquin Phoenix one, is is, is a whole other dimension. Mm-hmm. Did you see like that, that he couldn't do it in person? So he showed up at a screening in New York City. Somebody asked him to do the laugh? Yeah, they tried to get him to do it and he couldn't do it in person. Well, it's easy to make fun of method actors who won't mm-hmm. break character, but it was probably I, I take it seriously in the case of some actors, it was probably one of these things where don't, I mean I don't know if this is the fact, but Joaquin Phoenix probably had to be so into yeah. that role that you At couldn't that talk to in order to to bring out that uh, performance. Um, Augustine, hello, Augustine. Hey, good morning, Buzz. Good morning, everybody. Long time no talk, buddy. I know. I'm sorry. I've I've, I've actually been working these couple of months. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what the hell are you ducking us, man? Well, I certainly uh, am interested to hear your opinion on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Well, I, I saw the Joker movie this weekend, uh-huh. and it's a great preamble to what the Joker becomes, but the best Joker is still Heath Ledger because he's the actual clown prince. He's the actual clown prince of destruction, ma'am, and really that gets across on the screen with not trying to give anything away, but if... if it's the Joker, this this movie that just came out with Joaquin Phoenix. This is the the, the precursor of what the Joker was. Right. Become. You don't see Joaquin Phoenix Joker doing any superhero. You don't see him. I know he's not a superhero, but you don't see him doing any of the things that you associate the Joker. You know, fighting exactly. Batman. So, I mean, it, it, it's a great portrayal. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's an amazing movie, but 
he is a joker. Well, I'll, the, I'll tip my hand here a little bit. Augustine, I'll tip my hand enough to say that if I were the only one making this list, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix would be my number one and number two. Yeah, and if people are saying that Zach Galifianakis and Mark Hamill's Jokers, when my son, eight-year-old son, sits down and goes, that Joker's cute, they're not the best Joker buds. (laughs) Your eight-year-old is saying that, huh? Yeah, yeah, he loves Lego Joker. Yeah. All right. When an eight-year-old loves them, it's not a good Joker. Thanks, Augustine. Thanks, Buzz. Good Thanks. morning, everybody. Good morning, Augustine. Thank you. Hey. And we got uh, time for another call here. This is Tim. Hello, Tim. Hey, Buzz. How you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. I can see things are getting a little heated about our Mount Rushmore <laughs> jokers. Yeah. All right, yeah. go ahead. Let me hear what you have to say. Um, real quick about Mark Hamill. I think he should definitely be on there because um, voice acting... Is is uh, very difficult because just like you guys are on radio, you have to put on a show. We have to kind of feel your emotions through the radio, just like a voice actor would do. They feel the emotions through the voice, so they don't just get their bland face. Okay, I'm here to do my job. Blah blah blah. No, they have to put on a whole persona also. Well, I appreciate that. I feel like that was a compliment somehow. Well, I was going <laughs> to say like that, that. The, the, the sheer fact that we can do it shows that it's not really not that hard. <laughs> no, right. like, you mm-hmm. might be shooting your own argument down to what we do. Um, no, no, no. Uh, it just, I, I feel that uh, voice acting is, is definitely something else, and it has to be up there, too. All right, to, uh, all right, it was. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh. Uh, bye. Uh, let's take one more call, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back and get to some entertainment news. Uh, Martin Scorsese, the guy who made Human Centipede, and more coming up in just a few minutes, as well as rock news. Uh, hello, Ruben. Hey, bud. Hey, Ruben. We, four is the number. I mean, fortunately, we don't have to pick out the best. We just have to pick out the the best four to go on the Mount Rushmore of mm-hmm. And so far, we've only narrowed right. it down to one that we all agree on, and that's Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by far. Wait, does anybody disagree with Joaquin Phoenix other than you haven't seen it yet? Well, we can't uh, disagree I've with it if we haven't seen it. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ruben. Uh, I-, I believe he's said you're number one by far. I've seen the Joker movie, and I love Joaquin Phoenix's performance, but, like, I was telling Joanna, there isn't any back and forth with Batman, you know? The whole thing about the Joker is he's, the, like, the number one villain in Batman, so, if there was a back and forth between, you know, him and Batman, I would have loved to see that. But since there isn't any, that's why I would have to discredit him on the Mount Rushmore. Not saying that Joaquin Phoenix's performance wasn't good, you know. Just Well, was, did, did you see the you saw the movie, Ruben? Oh, oh, yeah, I did. I loved it. Okay, so there was, and I'm trying not to do any spoilers, but it's oh. in the trailer. There is a scene with... Joaquin Phoenix and a little boy behind this gated, you know, and it's it's Bruce, it's Bruce Wayne when he's right. a little boy, and that, it, it, although you, it might, it wasn't a back and forth. That interaction was terrifying. <laughs> it, oh, it was, it was, um, and I know Tim Collar said about the voice acting, but I'm sorry, Mark Hamill has to be up there because he's, I mean, he's in the animated series, he's in video games, movies. Just like uh, if there was a, a Mount Rushmore Batman, uh, I think was, I believe his name is Kevin Conrad. Kevin Conrad up there, yeah. He's like, uh, and then also Cesar Romero has to be up there. He's, I mean, he's one of the first Jokers, I believe, and he, he has to be up there. And Jack Nicholson, 
Um, I would have loved to make a case for Jared Leto because in the Batman vs. Superman, it's insinuated that he killed Robin. So I would have loved to see that. Oh, that's yeah, right. True, yeah. You see Robin's suit, and it's obviously the, the one where he... Maybe not the original Robin, but one of the Robins Joker killed. I think, I think it's, yeah, Jason Todd, where in the comics, he's, uh, like, the fans voted to have him killed off by the okay. Joker. Thanks, Ruben. I appreciate the input. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah, see you. Thank you. Bye. See, I'm glad he oh, brought that up. By the way, his phone call got incredibly clear at the end. I was like, oh, I'd like to talk more to Ruben, but his phone call doesn't sound so great. And then all of a sudden, it yeah, cleared right up. <laughs> see, that's the thing is, I'm glad he brought that up about them kind of alluding to Jared Leto's Joker killing Robin because there's so many, st- like, just great storylines in the comic books that are mm-hmm. never even touched. And it goes back to what we were saying about Jared Leto is that. It's really because he was in a bad movie with not a lot of screen time that puts him towards the bottom and probably off of this list. Okay, here's one thing to keep in mind about uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Boy, there's so many Jokers, I'm having trouble keeping it straight. Joaquin Phoenix Joker is more the victim than anything else. He's not He's not so much the villain as he is the the victim of a lot of things. And the people that he does his evil deeds against, I'm really trying not to ruin the movie for you. I was going to say, I I know (laughs) the the old man at the store told me some things and I'm looking at him like, you mother. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you watched it. I'm like, no, I didn't. So don't say that to anybody else. But the people that he does his deeds against in some way have it coming. Now, they may not deserve to you know, death, but you well, can definitely sympathize with Joaquin Phoenix Joker, considering where he, the headspace he's. Well, and that's from something that the the gentleman did bring up too, though. Is he said there was. Some we used things- to had a run in with an old man in the line at the grocery <laughs> store who was ripping on Joker. Yeah, and but he said he's at the end of the movie. There's some parts of it though that you don't really know if he did what is being alluded to in the movie. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. There's a chance because he's yeah, living a no, lot. No, no, f- don't. I was like, don't. You're going to give away too much. Yeah. See? Let's just say that he is in a he's a mentally disturbed person, and you don't know everything that's real or not. Yeah, and so and that's the thing is, and that's what he said at the end of it. He goes, I don't know if he did what you think that he okay, did. So, so like, his thing like American Psycho, she, where he like maybe has vision. She can't. Yeah, yes, but see. that was Batman. <laughs> That's true. It was, wasn't it? Good job. All right. Let's take a break and we'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's uh, take one more call uh, on the Mount Rushmore of Joker, at least for the time being, because we got to get to entertainment news. But uh, Adam has been waiting. Hi, Adam. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. Uh, we're kind of starting to get set our four Jokers for the Mount Rushmore a Joker. What you got some input on it? Well, yeah, that's one of the. Oh, sort of that. You on speaker? Uh, one of the ideals of uh, the whole Joker scene and what it was is that um, you know a lot of people think that Joker is actually one person. Uh, with a lot of comic books that actually came out during that time. Um, Joker is no longer just you know one person. He is a entity. So one of the things is with the Walking Phoenix movie uh, that happened, uh, you got a 
one thing that me and my friends were actually discussing because I actually just saw it uh, yesterday. And uh, yeah, what'd you think? Of, hey, Adam, what'd you think? Well, it was amazing. Yeah. One, it was uh, it was amazing. It made me feel uncomfortable. At the same time, I wanted to keep watching. So that was the whole purpose of the premise of the movie. So that was one thing that I was mind blown away with uh, Walking Phoenix's actually performance. Uh, you know, if a lot of people don't know who Walking Phoenix is, you know his background story with his parents and. Oh, he was like in a cult when he was a kid. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, children or God of Children, something Chil- like the, that. The Children of God cult. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of it the- was a cre- it was a sex cult, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the crazy part about. Yeah, it. he had a he had a. I, I I don't know that he was abused, but a lot of people in that cult were abused. So, but uh, he he's been a great actor for a long, long time. But this is this is a whole new level. He they they should make up new categories of Academy Awards just to give Joaquin Phoenix more Academy Awards. <laughs> he was so good. All right, thanks, Adam. I appreciate. it. Who would your four be then if uh, if you were going to put four on the. Mount Rushmore of Jokers. The one of these is that you know you got to go with the original OG of Jokers. Uh, I'm talking about like from Adam West period Jokers. Caesar There's Romero. All right, you got Caesar yeah. Romero. All right, we got Caesar Romero. We got uh, obviously um, uh, Mark Hamilton. Mark Hamill. Uh, we also have. Uh, I would also put Walking Phoenix, and then the last one. A lot of people say you know Jerry Leno is you know it's. You know, it's a lot of people say, you know, he didn't get a lot of screen time or anything like that. But the whole backstory of that concept is that he is Robin. That's the whole concept that they were trying to go with. That he is Robin? Yes. That Robin became Joker. Was that in a comic yeah. book or something? The whole concept is that he did torture Robin, and Robin did become what he is. And the whole oh. premise is that they were trying to twist it to a point where it became... Um, what you call it? Uh, he became Joker. Well, let so, me say, since they tried to do that, they did up really bad then. Cause yeah, they they didn't really do it as as much as the glory that they should have done. Honestly, I would have, I would have, would have been nice if they would have did a little bit more emphasis on it. I mean, they gave a little hint of at the end of the movie. Um, I can't remember if it was the Ben Affleck one, uh, where he's walking by a case and then he sees like the Joker all painted all over the case. I think that was uh, Batman versus Superman. Was what yeah. that one was in? Well, listen, you're not. I you, you're not saying Heath Ledger. Are you not putting Heath Ledger in in the top four? And then the only reason I'm not putting Heath Ledger in the top four with all you know, he is a great performer. Yeah, I mean, he did Joker amazing and fantastic. But the only thing is, that when it came down to it, is that he got the persona of what everybody thinks Joker is. Joker is not one person; he's an entity of a people. Wait, you're talking so about Joaquin Phoenix? Are you talking about Joaquin Phoenix or Heath Ledger? I'm talking about uh, Walking Phoenix is with their the whole concept of Walking Phoenix is that he was they were saying that okay. how Joker became who Joker is that's what the Walking Phoenix okay is. but it sounds like you're leaving Heath Ledger off off the Mount Rushmore though yes I am oh I know right. I'm one of those other people but I got a whole backstory of over it but I know that you guys you know <laughs> okay all right Adam thank you. Hey, no problem. Thanks for calling, but I can no longer take you seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Dude won an Academy Award and then died for the role. Well, he's like the one that we've agreed on. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Martin Scorsese. So, Martin Scorsese was asked 
you know, he just didn't pop off for no reason. Somebody asked him, what do you think about the Marvel movies? And what did, uh, what did Martin Scorsese say? He says that they are not cinema. He says that he hasn't seen them, but he's tried. <laughs> and he also kind of... Uh, well, he's tried and he just couldn't get through yep. it, so he had to get up and, and walk out? Yeah. Wow. Like he's like, tried well, to watch uh, like him and he wasn't tried. entertained by him. Yeah, and he was like, well, this isn't cinema. And then he just stopped. He compared them to theme parks, actually. I love theme parks. I, I think that's a fa- I don't like theme parks, but I, I know people do. And they pay good money to go see him and they yeah. enjoy the ride. Yeah. Right? Well, Samuel L. Jackson, who's been in uh, Scorsese, at least one Scorsese movie, uh, responded to Martin Scorsese's shade toward the MCU. I love yeah. Martin Scorsese movies, but I, you know, never felt like I didn't get my money's worth when I went to most most of the uh, Marvel movies. I didn't regret going to see him. And, mm-hmm. you know. I like how Samuel L. Jackson's like, yeah, well, people don't like your films either. <laughs> Some people don't. <laughs> but, and James Gunn actually said that he was saddened that Martin Scorsese is now judging his films like that. Because he says that that's one of his top five favorite living filmmakers. Yeah, I wonder how you feel if somebody that you really look up to kind of knocks what you're right, doing. Right, not then knocks what you're doing. Oh. And then James Gunn went home and cried. You know, that's yeah, the James one. Gunn then went home and swam in a big pile of money. Yeah, but those kind of comments from Martin Scorsese are how you create Mexican Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is this the flashback? Is this the flashback? Oh, I must be in the wrong flashback. <laughs> All right, Joanna. You yeah. You have kind of warped taste when it comes to movies. Tell me uh, the latest from the guy who brought us the Human Centipede I'm franchise. not saying that you should watch this movie. I'm just saying that this was making the rounds during the weekend. Yeah, don't kill the messenger, dude. She's yeah. just reporting it. Yeah, but I know you like really weird movies. You probably okay. like... You gonna go see it, Joanna? No. Did you because see I saw, Human Centipede? I did see the first one, and by the second one, I could not. Yeah, I, I wasn't interested couldn't. in seeing the second one. And I didn't even know there was a third. Well, coming new from the director who made the Human Centipede trilogy, Tom Six, he's got a new one that's sparking a bit of disgusted and disturbed reactions. It's called The Onania Club, and it focuses on a bizarre group of elitists who take a sickening pleasure in the suffering of other people. You have to see the trailer for this, Buzz. Onanya. Onanya. Like as in onanism? What is that? <laughs> that is... Uh, Lisa? No, me too. I'm like, huh? Self-sexual gratification. gratification. Yes. Onanism. So in the trailer... Is it Onanya? Because if you're in the bathroom doing it and somebody knocks on the door, you say, Hey, Onanya business! Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. In the trailer, this woman gets off on like these weird images of suffering. Yeah, there are probably people. I mean, that's probably a thing that exists. There I'm was sure a, it is. There's a whole movie called Fifty Shades about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one gets really weird because she joins this club because she thinks, oh, it's going to affect my marriage somehow. She joins this club and all these like really rich women are in it and they just watch like the world news and stuff of all this suffering happening and they're just like going doing, to town. Yeah. Dial an O on the furry phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mean. they start like creating their own tragedies just so that they can continue doing this. Okay, this reminds me of oh, a very so controversial weird. movie that came out maybe 15 or 20 years ago. I think it was called Crash, but it wasn't the Crash that won the Academy Award. In this one, it was people who got turned on by car accidents. 
Oh, have you that's ever heard? Weird. So they would intentionally get in car accidents. I mean, not judging, but that's weird. I think Holly Hunter <gasps> might have been in it. I, I'm no, probably getting incredible. some of the details mixed up, but Elastigirl. it sounds. Elastigirl. And somebody tell me uh, what Countdown is and why I should be interested in it. Did you? I wasn't here when you guys interviewed uh, Tom Segura, but did he ever talk about the movie? Nope. He'll be coming out in this movie called Countdown. It comes out October 25th, and it's about an app that tells you when you're going to die. And so in it, the main character finds out she only has three days left. Like you have an app and it tells you you are going to die. And And so it starts off with all the friends saying like, oh, I have 63 years. I have 57 years. And then hers is like three days and 27 uh, minutes. And is this going to be in theaters? It will be in theaters. It stars the girl from You, uh, the Beck was her name. Oh, Oh, she also played Anna in Once Upon Upon a Time. Time. Uh, and she's the one that finds out she only has three days. So she thinks like the solution is she gets just rid of her phone completely, deletes the app and gets rid of it. And then she goes to meet some guy and she's like, it's just an app. And he's like, yeah, that's what my girlfriend said. She's um, dead now. Mm, okay. But Tom Segura will be coming out in that on October 25th. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. If you were going to go on quotability, like which Joker gets you know quoted the most i think that makes a strong case for jack nicholson's joker here's a little something i didn't know about the mark hamill joker just because i i didn't watch the cartoon uh what it was on apparently it was that cartoon and specifically mark hamill's joker that created harley quinn who's gone on to be one of the like harley quinn was not created in the comic books harley quinn was created specifically for the animated show to give Mark Hamill's Joker more to do. (laughs) And the desire to give Hamill's Joker even more to do directly led to the creation of Harley Quinn, who has gone on to become one of DC's most popular characters. Had you ever heard that before? Yep. I did not. Here's what I would pick, and once again, this isn't anti-Mark Hamill, it's just that I, I don't really have a lot to base it on since I didn't watch the show that much. I would pick... Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, Jack Nicholson, and Cesar Romero would be my four. Now, you've got a minute to reach some kind of consensus on this. Mark Hamill, for me, has to be in there. Who would you drop out of my list? Um, Either Cesar Romero or Jack Nicholson. I'm willing to concede Joaquin Phoenix to you. You're just taking my word for it that Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal. If you were to just kind of be like, yeah, he was good. I think no, he should no. be there. No, you, you've been he saying he needs to a, be number one. He is going to win the Academy, or he should win the Academy Award for Best Actor. I'm I willing mean, to concede that one. I can't argue against it, so I'm willing to give you that. Here, You know, when Heath Ledger did Joker and then passed away, I thought... Well, they're going to retire Joker. Like, nobody's going to play Joker in the movies mm-hmm. because that is just like how you retire somebody's jersey in the NFL. That's yeah, there's no way you could do it again. But you can't have really Batman without Joker, you know? That's like Superman without Lex All right, Luther. I would be willing to give up Cesar Romero uh, to put Mark Hamill in if you feel that strongly about it. And it sounds like we had plenty of calls. I mean, it's not just you. There are a lot of people who called in, wrote in today that said... Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, Hamill's... There's a lot of people that have been saying Hamill's got to be in there, and I'm right there, too. My, my top two, it's Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill. 
Well, wait till you see. I'm either wait way till on, you see Joaquin Phoenix. I'm either way on Cesar Romero and Jack Nicholson. I mean, I, could, I I'm willing to go with either one. I'm gonna agree with Brandon because Mark Hamill. I think the cartoon that's something I remember growing up with and watching. It's <laughs> <laughs> creepy. But I also do remember a lot, especially Jack Nicholson. So I would say kick Cesar Put Jack out. in there. Yeah. Here's uh, what I'll say about Cesar Romero. And I was real, you know, I enjoyed watching Batman when I was a kid on reruns in the afternoon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was fine. If you look closely, Cesar Romero took the role, but on the condition that he didn't have to shave his mustache. Mm-hmm. Think about Joaquin Phoenix lost 55 pounds yeah. to play this role. Heath Ledger might have lost his mind playing this role. Yeah. Cesar Romero couldn't even be bothered to shave his mustache. He just put some extra white makeup on. <laughs> just double it up right I mean, there. I, I, two coats of paint. I do love the, I do love the Cesar Romero Batman. But I, I mean Jack Nicholson is a very quotable and very memorable Batman. Joanna, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> Pretty solid. It's a solid argument. <laughs> Like, if it had to be between Cesar Romero and Mark Hamill, for instance, who would you go with? Mark Hamill. You would? Because I grew up watching that show. Yeah. That also, do you know who it was gonna, who it was going to be at first? The shoe-in they had for that role? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. All right. So but he couldn't we, be we got to wrap up. I'm going to say, and if anybody objects, it'll have to carry over, but I'm going to say Heath Ledger. Good. Yes. Joaquin Phoenix, you got to take my mm-hmm. word on it, guys. Yes. Mark Hamill. Yep. Yes. Yes. Jack Nicholson. There's your four. Down. Yeah. There's our Mount Rushmore of Jokers. It's final. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I just got waylaid in the hallway with people telling me why our Mount Rushmore of Jokers is messed up. Oh, what? Who Who are they thinking should be taken out? So our boss... Take Buzz out. Brad Dubow <laughs> uh-huh. thought that Jared Leto should have been obviously okay on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Okay, and that oh, is he joking? The, the animated one should not have even been under consideration. Later. You know how sometimes Brad likes to mess with you. Do you think that's what he was doing? No. Okay. Well, he, he was asking who the final four were, so he hadn't heard who the final four were, and I told him Mark Hamill, and he looked at me like it was crazy. I guess he'd never heard that Mark Hamill was the voice of the Joker, but he thought that we should have only been discussing live-action Jokers, and that Jared Leto should have definitely uh, been in there. You know how occasionally Brad has really bad ideas? <laughs> no, this I don't know. I've never, no, I've never noticed that before. You are on your own. On that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. So you we think can, maybe he oh. wanted like a sock puppet of a joker? <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Brad has only come up with good quality ideas oh, as far as I know. Well played, Joanna. Well played. Our final Mount Rushmore of jokers is... Heath Ledger, Jared, uh, <laughs> Joaquin oh, Phoenix. It's in your head. Yeah. Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, Mark Hamill, and Jack Nicholson. Meaning we had to leave 
Cesar Romero and Jared Leto out in the cold. They yeah. could have. And Zach Galifianakis. Okay, fine. Zach Galifianakis. He had more than one vote, man. They had multiple people that were chiming in that he should have been in there. Yeah, but those, that's just funny. I mean, that's like a cartoon. <laughs> well, I, I know. I felt like I was bending a lot to give you guys Mark Hamill. Like, to come to that compromise. I'm telling you, man. For for me, Mark Hamill is the Joker. More than that voice. Uh, it's, it's pretty close, man. Because he's been doing it for 30 years now. Do you think one of the yeah. gra- one of the great things about Heath Ledger's Joker is that... He didn't get a chance to ruin it like most people would have? Yeah, like they didn't put him in the third movie because, mm-hmm. well, he wasn't around. Were, was there a plan that they were going to put him in yeah. the third movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say that you really don't know his backstory. Like, I've heard a lot of fan theories mm-hmm. on what his backstory is. And, you know, he would say how he like, got Like, how his, did he get those scars? Because every time he said it was a different version. <laughs> yeah. He was making up a different version. Like, what's, what are his real motivations and, and what? how did he become the Joker? My favorite one was the meme that says, want to know how I got these scars? Then it has just a picture of, like, the frozen otter pops below it. You know, the uh, things yeah. that would slice the inside of your, your no, mouth open. totally do that. I, I'm satisfied with the... I'm satisfied with the ones before. we came up with. Me too. I love the thing about love the Heath... It. Part of the thing I love about the Heath Ledger Joker is that so many people were outraged that he when it was announced that he was going to play because he was known as mm-hmm. kind of like a, an Australian hunk. He was you in know? the 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Hey, Cappy, did you get out to see any movies over the weekend? <laughs> no. That's hilarious. There's no time for movies. Are you kidding? Not when you've got eight U uh, baseball that you got to be a part of. Were you you one of the six people at the UTEP game? Uh, No, I was at the Holocaust Museum Benefit, which was uh, bubbles, beer, and bites is what they were having. It was like a uh, champagne, beer, and food. Bubbles, beers, and bites? Exactly what I think of when I think of the Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Holocaust fundraiser. They do it every year. And I was there. We were um, were, um, with some friends. It was, it was rather nice. We had a good time. And I then was, uh, yesterday went to Disney on Ice, saw Mickey's search party yesterday afternoon while uh, Aaron Jones was destroying the Dallas Cowboys on the ground. So what are we going to start with? You want to start with, here, let me, busy while we weekend. decide what to start with, let's start with the Cowboys. Aaron Jones, record-setting day for the Packers at four touchdowns. He waved at the cowboy defender as he went around that corner yeah, that for that second to, touchdown. That seemed to bother some people that he would do that. That that's like part of the unwritten rules in sports. You don't taunt like that on well, your way in. And yeah, by the way, Aaron Jones on my fantasy team on the bench. Oh, you benched that's Aaron last Jones. Week. Yeah. It was just last still won week. though because still had Christian McCaffrey had a huge day. You got Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Dude, who's your, who's uh, your other Who's your other running back? Who'd Fournette, you, Leonard Fournette. Uh, how did he do? He had a he good game. Up, yeah, he put up. Um, he put up over twenty something points in the league. All so. right. Aaron Jones, look, this is, Cup, here's what's interesting. Um, Aaron Jones did something that's never happened to the Dallas Cowboys in 60 years. They've never given up four touchdowns to a running back to before. a single to a single player. Yeah. 
First time in 60 years that the that's only, ever happened. Yeah, I don't care for the taunting of the def- I don't I don't care for that, but other than that, there you know, that was an amazing performance by Aaron Jones. You know what's interesting is it's funny because you like watch those plays and you realize god, it seems like it's such out of the character for Aaron because he is so polite. He refers to everybody mm-hmm. as sir. He never, you know, he's just one of the the nicest well, people, but then you get on the football field and maybe, man, it war is war. That's what maybe you see this, Who knows? We don't know what everything that was said in a pile you know maybe the guy had been talking a lot of trash to aaron jones did you see the stiff arm that he gave to jalen smith where he he put jalen smith on his head i mean it was unbelievable now you know and you just watched the kind of game that aaron had yesterday he was a one-man wrecking machine and what i said on twitter was it reminded me so much of what aaron did at utep and you got to remember that when aaron was here Sean Coogler built his entire offense around Aaron Jones. And you realize why. Aaron Jones is a once-in-a-generation type of running back that happened to be here at UTEP because he played his high school ball here and 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 grew up in his teen years in El Paso. And you know what? You just don't find them like Aaron before. He's, he's a once, again, I say once-in-a-generation because, you know, you just don't get players like this. You look at what he's able to do. And, well, the, and and the Cowboys almost came back. That it was, was thirty. It was thirty four to three, and the final score was thirty four twenty four because the Cowboys scored three touchdowns, had a chance to make it a seven point game with under two minutes left, but that's when uh, Brent Maher uh, hooked one right, and uh, the, then the Packers just went into victory formation and sealed the deal. So he missed that thing by like an inch. This is seen as a big rebound for the Packers, and do you see it as a big setback for the Cowboys? Well, or do you see okay. do you do you take away some positives that they were able to to stay in there and make it competitive? Here's the deal. All right. The Cowboys stunk for three quarters in this game. Part of it was because of the turnovers and they couldn't stop Aaron Jones. And and I thought Aaron Rodgers played a great game because he managed that offense. He had the, the Packers roll in every single possession, and they went up and down the field like the Cowboys' defense wasn't even there. And then all of a sudden, into the third quarter, you know, the Cowboys wake up. And they make it interesting. And they almost, you know, had a, a, a really nice comeback that could have led to an onside kick. And who knows what could happen in the final few, um, in the final few minutes. But, you know, Dallas, you can't fall behind as big as they did and expect to win a football game. But I'm not worried. In the grand scheme of things, you got to realize something. The Giants are not good. The Redskins are so bad that Jay Gruden lost his job. He's, he got fired as head coach. And the Eagles, I'm not I'm not 100% sold on Philly either. So I still think the Dallas Cowboys win the division. It's just, you know, the, the competition is, is getting better. They're playing better teams. Mason Rudolph got knocked out. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that yet. Oh, yeah, it was one of the scary, that's one of the scariest hits I've seen. Look at this. Yeah, he's out from the moment he gets hit. So I guess so, it's probably Thomas that the fans thought should have been ejected from the game. He wasn't. Uh, did you see anything there in that play that looked dirty or uh, you know kind of against? Uh, no, the I mean rules? Mason Rudolph was just Mason Rudolph was out before he hit the ground. All right, if you watch it and you see the hit right when he gets popped Boom. right there, he's out. He's done. Right, and his lights he, are out. Yeah, and he hits the head. He hits his head on the uh, you know on the turf, and he had already been knocked out. Now Let's what's see, even the ball's crazier? Gone, there's the hit. It doesn't look late. No. It might have been a little high. I know. I, I thought Mason Rudolph was. I mean, uh, who knows what could happen? It, they it were. Was, that he was paralyzed, and yeah. when it came time to to bring the truck out to get him, the truck they couldn't get the truck started. So they well, the probably truck, got some answering to do as to why that's the scariest. You part. had one job, right? 
It's know? a what is you know, and that's the NFL. I mean, you have a it's a, this could be a potential life or death situation, and that truck suddenly needs to be pushed back because the the uh, battery. Are you sure stopped. that's the NFL or is that the Steelers? Well, but it's it's still in you know in conjunction with the NFL. Whether it's the Steelers, it's part of the I league. I imagine they're responsible for their equipment. But it's part. It's still league mandated. You got to have it. You got to have it. But it, they couldn't get it started. Whatever the mechanical problem. I don't was. know. But how does that if, happen? If he had been paralyzed, or if there had been brain damage going on, and it was delayed yeah. because of a mechanical error, and then it, I then think the, it would have been mostly on Pittsburgh. I mean, this was uh, this was their home field and their quarterback right. who needed medical. Uh, Sure. Care. And then he had they had a the poor guy to walk off the field. He had no idea where he was or who he was, and he had to go off the field. It was awful. What so, are I we mean, hearing? Uh, uh, the update on Mason Rudolph. Are they saying uh, if he's oh. out for next game? Is he out for multiple? Oh, he'll games? be out. He'll be out for us. That concussion was pretty serious. You could tell. The lights were out. Nobody was home. So, but you don't think Thomas should have uh, should have been ejected from the game? Or I didn't think it was a dirty hit. I think they just hit him in the right spot and they hit him hard. And then you just you could just tell that Maybe. you get hit you get hit from the back and from you know uh, in, in the front like that. And yeah, it's just it's scary sometimes that they can sandwich you like that. Well, I I, I was listening on uh, six hundred ESPN six hundred. Right, we had the game. That's right to the call, and they were saying that he was up. You know, he was moving around. He even smiled, but it was really, really tense there for a few minutes. They took his face mask off when yeah. they were trying, like yeah. there. And, and you see it without the face mask, and he had the helmet on still. And, yeah, he's still wobbly. It is weird. He, they, made, they made the poor guy walk off the field. because the truck wouldn't work. Or right. Whatever happened to the little gurney with one guy in the front and one guy in the back going, hut, 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 hut. I, I, I don't think they, they have that anymore I because That's of the what truck. I was thinking. I was thinking that, like, oh, no, it they didn't had the work? Gurney. They, had, they had the stretcher. The stretcher was there. If you saw before, the they couldn't get him off, and they just decided, I guess, to walk him off because they felt he was up to it. But it was just bizarre. There man. he is talking to his teammates, but his you can tell he's yes, still scrambled. Sh- very sh- scrambled and shaken up. It was awful. All right. Um... What else notable in the NFL yesterday? Well, the Colts beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Didn't see that one coming. Well, listen, Indianapolis has a really good team. And you got to understand that even without uh, Andrew Luck... You know, they've got Jacoby Brissett, and they signed him to a nice contract before the season started. And you're thinking, how are you giving Jacoby Brissett $35 million? Well, they liked him, and this team was built to win, where even uh, a guy like Brissett, who might not have Luck's uh, talent, is still able to, uh, you know, play well. And that's what he does. He's a nice game manager, and he does the right things. And I got to give Indianapolis a ton of credit for going in and beating Kansas City in KC. That is a tough place to play. And the Colts are for real right now. That's it's another AFC team that you got to really look at as a you know a potential dangerous threat. Did you know that since 2017, Brissett has actually started more games than Andrew Luck? Since 17? Yeah, because when they when they yep. got him, they traded for him from New England, and that was the year that Andrew Luck missed the entire season. Last year, Brissett still played four, uh, got in on four games, and now he's starting all this year. So mm-hmm. he's been the Indianapolis starter for you know three years now, basically. And the Colts like him. And again, he came from New England, and there's some quarterbacks that have done very well when they're being groomed out of the Patriots system. So I get that. How many years was uh, Brissett with New England? Just the one. Okay. He was a rookie the year that Brady was suspended. Garoppolo played the first two games. He got hurt. Then Brissett came in and then played the next two games. Yeah. 
Did uh, Oakland beat the Bears yesterday? I watched up until the two-minute warning. They did. Yeah, was, Crazy <laughs> game. Now, happen. it happened in London. And that was. Yeah. And, and, and here's what's interesting. This year, they're making London games like the 11 o'clock game. It used to be like 7.30 in the morning. You'd see the game, and it'd be nationally televised. Now... It's just a regional game. But that was a good football game, too. And the Raiders are surprising a lot of people because nobody thought that after that Antonio Brown situation. I thought the Raiders would be terrible. But no, they're competitive. The best yeah, part is, feel me. The best part is what my parents were watching that game and my mom's flying out to Oakland. So she was judging her clothing, what to bring off of what was happening in the game. She said, like, well, they all have those big jackets on. So obviously it's cold. And it's like Not realizing it's in London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's sitting there telling her, he goes, yeah, look at all the jackets they're wearing. Yeah. Did your, yeah. did your dad know what was going on? No, my dad didn't know. Then he goes, oh, oh, okay, that's in London. Was he yeah. just doing that typical, like, yeah, like that, just kind of nodding and going along with it? Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and see what they're wearing out there. Yeah, uh-huh. That man is hilarious. Did Buffalo win yesterday? Yes, Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, did, did Buffalo Buffalo's did. undefeated. Buffalo's. No, Buffalo lost to New No, they lost, they lost to the Patriots last week, but they are tough. Wait, who are you telling me are the remaining undefeated teams other than Kansas City? There's none, because Kansas City lost. They were the last undefeated team? It's Well, no. It's, no, just New England. It's New England, New England. and uh, the 49ers. 49ers yeah. play tonight against Cleveland. They're hosting Cleveland. That's right. In San Francisco. And they should they sh- they should beat Cleveland, right? They, they sh- well, I don't know. Cleveland, Cleveland is it, you have to remember something, okay? People cl- picked Cleveland to win the North once they made that trade for Odell Beckham. So it's it's going to be, I think, a better game than people realize, 3-0 and against 2-2. Two and two. I think it's going to be fun. But you look at just yesterday in, in, as a whole, Cardinals won their first game of the season. You mentioned the Bills and Raiders. You had the Saints hold on to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Minnesota easily handled the Giants, but I thought one of the best games we had seen, also Packer, uh, Panthers-Jaguars was good. 34-27, Carolina got the win, but Minshew Mania nearly won it again yesterday. Uh, well, You want to stick around, come back and talk about the Miners, the Miners lost. Sure. It sounded like a terrible game. Uh, on the radio, I would listen to about an hour of it on the radio, and it didn't sound like it sounded it like it was good. one terrible team beating a slightly more terrible team. But wait, that's what that's, how that's, it came across. That's accurate. That's fair. And uh, I would just want to change gears real quick to another sport that's going to be on tonight: uh, Dancing with the Stars. Do you think Sean Spicer gets eliminated tonight? Ooh, spicy! I have can honestly tell you that is one reality TV show I've never watched. I didn't even know Sean Spicer was on the show, so that's good. Yeah. That, spicy. That's, that's spicy. Okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back, talk a little minor football and where the season goes uh, from here. This might have been the last, would you say last winnable game for the Miners was on Saturday? Oh, no, they play the Aggies oh, uh, they, in they November. Aggies, so that's right. a definitely a, another one. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show in the El Paso Hour on KLAQ right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, the uh, Miners lost their homecoming game uh, against UT San Antonio. I tuned in for about 30, 45 minutes of the game, and it just, it sounds, you know, it's a good thing we have like a professional like John Teicher because I think for a lesser broadcaster, it'd be really hard to broadcast that game. It's like, honest to God, I was listening to that game, and it didn't, you know, usually whoever's winning yeah. sat, comes over the radio as if they're. It, it didn't. Neither team sounded good, whether it was the Miners or UT. And I, I can't remember him ever giving a score, so I don't know what that says. Well, but also the turnout was way under what people. 
thought it I mean, they didn't have high expectations for the turnout, but it was lower than that even. Listen, here's the hardest part, all right? And this is tough. 13,000, 14,000 is what they announced, I think. Between thirteen and 14,000. Problem is, is that since the Houston Baptist game, the team has not won, but the performance on the field uh, against UTSA on Saturday is not going to help with the remaining three home football games. And, you know, they've, they've continued to shuffle the quarterback situation. Kai Loxley played the first half, was awful. Brandon Jones comes in in the second half, is much better. But by then, UTEP was already down 16-3. to and Well, does that help settle the quarterback issue for the next game? They don't play this weekend because they got to buy. And then they go travel to Florida International. Right. So is that quarterback position going to be a little more solidified? Or do you think they're going to be so hard in to and tell. out again? And I'll tell you why it's hard to tell. Okay. So when Brandon has played this season, uh, he hasn't had like a full half to work with and, and play very often. In other words, if he's not playing well or if he's playing okay, they usually just will put Kai in and give him a couple series. And he hasn't gotten into a rhythm this season. And, you know, the previous week, Kai looked okay and and played all right. And Brandon didn't. And then this past week, Kai looked awful. Brandon looked good. And the problem is, is that they haven't had a quarterback consistently step up and, and play well. Now, Kai's the better athlete. The problem is Kai has a lot of difficulty throwing the football. Brandon doesn't have the mobility that Kai has and is not the athlete that Kai Loxley is. But Brandon Jones is a much better passing quarterback and when Brandon came in on Saturday he did that he threw the ball and you know miners were, were moving up and down the field and they have some receivers that can make plays and and they just they, they didn't do it early enough and you know it's tough to sometimes come back when you're in a, a big hole like that and if you look at the offensive numbers Kyle Oxley was one of five for 28 yards at halftime and you think about that for a second buzz one of five at halftime yeah that's I mean and that's your starting quarterback You're not going to win too many games like that. And the starting quarterback for UTSA wasn't much better. The problem was that Miners couldn't stop the run, and UTSA had over 300 yards rushing, including, I think, 120 by their quarterback. And, uh, you know, that's that was the story. The defense just could not contain the UTSA rushing attack. So what games remain that the Miners have a chance of winning? I mean, realistically, they they could beat the Aggies. That's one. I, I, I kind of thought Florida International until this past weekend when FIU won 44 to nothing. So I think they played Massachusetts. It wasn't like they played a, a great team, but they still won one big. So, you know, that's going to be tough for them right now. I mean, listen, I thought UTSA was the most winnable game on the schedule outside of New Mexico State. And that went south. And the toughest part right now for this football team is the upperclassmen and the seniors, you know, really want to change things around. They've they've continually talked about how they want to bring a winning tradition. They've gotten together this summer and they, they really want to win. But the problem is it is so tough for this program to win football games right now. When Dana Dimmel took over last year, he took over a program that was rock bottom see when i feel like i've heard this tune before though i mean it sounds like we're talking about the miners in the same way that we could have been talking 
10 years ago. How about 25 years ago? ago, 25 When you first started, and we were talking about David Lee over to Charlie Bailey. Remember those days? Of course I do. It's like this this is a storyline that that continually uh, appears for UTEP. See, um, and this is the thing. You know, as great as, as Aaron Jones was at UTEP, and that offense scored a lot of points because Aaron was the entire offense. The problem is they never really had a plan after Aaron Jones. And we've seen that. And what what you know what we've also seen is that the rest of the team has has you know graduated and gotten um, they're they're just not right now able to do the right things that they that they need to to win football games. And that's really tough on this fan base. And I feel for minor fans that have been going to games for twenty, thirty. 40, 50, 50 years. years. Yes, I do. I feel for them. Because if you think about it. That's a shout out to you, Maynard, by the way. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> and since 1967, this team has gone bowling. Let's see. They went in 88. They went in 2000. They went in 04 and 05. That's what, four? Yeah, I think they went in 2010 were... and 2014. They've gone six times in 52 years. Yeah, and they haven't they... won a bowl game since since 67. And some well, of those bowl that. games were on six and six records, or right? Were they were they right? Five records, right? Were they lost? And they were either six yeah. and seven or seven and six. You're absolutely right. They've only had they've had three really good seasons. The '88 season with with Bob Stoll was terrific, and that's when they went up and they they lost in the Independence Bowl, Bowl to Brett Favre yeah. at Southern Miss, and then. 04 and 05, Mike's first two seasons when Mike Price was head coach. Those are the three best seasons UTEP's had in 52 years. Yeah, we're the Mud Dogs. I mean, that's that's all it is. We just need to embrace that we're the Mud Dogs. Start handing out liquor. They do. They have <laughs> beer. That's the worst part. Is they, no, they I mean, fans, hard liquor. Fans have beer at these games. <laughs> so, Brandon, you get that reference? No. What? We're the Mud Dogs. We're the Mud uh, Dogs. Yeah. That was the water. We're boy. the water. Boy? We're wa- we, yeah, we're the dogs? water boys team. They were the mud dogs. They uh, need a. So you're saying they, need they, a water so you're boy. saying they need a Bobby Boucher. Yeah. All right. But he's spitting the cooler. Or we just need to be realistic and say, hey, listen, there are some teams that are perennial winners. Alabama's always going to be a winner. It only makes sense that there are some teams that are always going to be losers and just quit racking our brains over this. And, you know, we're just on the short end of the stick and maybe always will be. So here's the thing, okay? Here's, this is my big concern. Brandon Jones and Kyle Oxley, the two quarterbacks we talked about a little while ago, are both seniors. And they're out after this year. This is it for them. Yep. So right now, I'm thinking about next season. I'm thinking about the season after that and the season after that. Out? No. You could be the quarterback next No, I would That's get killed. That's what I we would, throw a lefty at them. Maybe they don't see that one coming, Steve. I would get killed. So the uh, question is, the college football rules have changed, Buzz. You can play four games in a season and still take your red shirt. Did you yeah. know that? Uh-uh. So the question's going to be, when does Dana Demmel... You can Demmel, redshirt and still play four games in a, in a season? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the question's going to be, when does Dana Demmel decide that he needs to audition the quarterbacks on his roster outside of... 
Ty and Brandon to really get an idea of what he has for the next few years and decide yeah, how him. many more quarterbacks do I need to recruit or does do I have somebody right now that I can actually win and be competitive with for the future after this season and that's and that's coming up sooner rather than later because the way this season's going they're one and four right now and you know there's again I mean I predicted four wins which I thought would have been a nice um, you know progression from one win now it's starting to look more and more like you know one or two wins could be what we see this year and if that's the case give the youngsters a chance so that we can see the future and at the same time you can still use that red shirt if you want to give them that extra year of eligibility All right, baseball uh, is heating up I guess we got uh, all the teams that remain are playing tonight, right? Yep. Okay. Four games. So there are four games. Uh, yesterday, the Atlanta Braves were down to their last at-bat with two outs, man on second and third, Adam Duvall. It ended up being 3-1. to one. Uh, Atlanta leads the best of five series 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. The Good Braves series. haven't led a postseason series since 2002. Isn't that amazing? They haven't had a postseason come from behind win like they did yesterday since 1995. Wow. Do you remember who was like playing for the Braves in those days? In remember 2002, had, it was like Chipper Jones. Yeah, and you also had um, you know Smoltz and yeah. Glavin and um, you know those guys and Maddox. I mean, Maddox, Braves were they, they would have been more like 95. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dodgers beat the Washington Nationals last night. They now lead their National League Divisional Series two games to one. They Good play series, again tonight, yeah. and. Uh, Don't forget about the, what the Yankees are yeah. doing in Minnesota, Rick, clobbering yeah, them. Yankees are clobbering Minnesota. They beat the Twins 4-2 to two on Saturday and lead the series two games to none. So here's, they'll probably go ahead and cruise on through to that one. Here's right? going to be the biggest question, okay? Is Does any of this matter, or do you just want to give the Houston Astros the World Series title? Because the Astros are so loaded with pitchers, with their offense and some Yankee fans are like oh well what about the Yankees I don't the Yankees are good this year they're really really good but they're not Astros good so as far as the National League goes whether it's the Cardinals the Braves the Dodgers the National it might not even matter because the Astros are just at a different level than everyone else and I'll be so interested to see if anybody in these remaining teams can actually knock off Houston all right, we're going to come back in a second, and uh, Lisa's going to talk some lo- local news. There's a restaurant coming that she's excited about. Boom. And a oh, nice. city. Cheesecake Factory? No. no. Oh. I mean, don't go crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but <laughs> is it's it not a Cheesecake Factory. It's Do you chain? think that they now just don't come here because of that? They're like, no, let's just troll them a little more. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a chain. Mm-hmm. So I I had never heard of it, but Lisa's really big on it. And also, a city, are they from California? Do you want to no. just wait around and listen, <laughs> and you can stick stick around and we'll and talk hear? more AEW right. and Buzz will just be confused. No, we're not going to talk A and W. Not A and W. It's I not like, root beer. It's wrestling. I like barks, dude. I had a root beer float yesterday, and it was glorious. I bought some. What is this show? I bought some root beer beer, like some root <laughs> root beer flavored beer. Is that what? The, it's one that's called that's not your dad's. Not root your beer dad's. I got yeah. that. So you got the hard root beer. Yeah, but I haven't tried it yet. I've been waiting. I want to pour it over ice cream and see if it makes a good ice cream root nice. beer beer flavor. I drank an imperial stout last week, fourteen percent. <laughs> alcohol 14 percent. you must 14. have had to eat it with a spoon it was darker than motor oil and it was delicious imperial stout was imperial it brewed stout. by darth sidious 
You, have you never had an Imperial Stout? Was it as viscous as motor oil? It was, it was so good. Was it like 40 so weight good. beer? What's happening? It was, it was just... I don't know. It's like, a nice, it's like a nice dessert beer. I love beer. We've been talking about sports, and now you guys don't understand. We're talking about beer. That's up your alley. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> See, the, we stopped the, listening, and we came back like, what? When the weather See gets... See what happens when you tune out? Listen, when you the don't weather, want to tune out weather, of the show. When the weather gets cooler, when the weather gets cooler, like now, nice morning breeze. You like a nice thick... A dark beer. A dark, heavy beer is perfect. Would it's you, just great. Would Have you eat makes them dark and hey, thick. Would you eat <laughs> a Jesus. Tide Pod that was filled with whiskey instead I of Tide? I saw that. I saw that. It's not. It's actually. Is it? Was it? Um, it's who's Glenn making Levitt. that? Glenn Levitt's making that. Yeah, it's a good, good whiskey. As I saw, far as I know and I about saw whiskey. this weird commercial where these uh, th- these people were sitting there, and all of a sudden they start popping these these whiskey pods in their mouth. I'm like, what is that? Glenn Livid, I think they, they're I trying think to capitalize on it's good for the environment. Something. You don't have to wash as many glasses at the end of the night, so it saves on water, right? <laughs> and what do you do? do you, if you want it cold, do you throw it in, fr- in the refrigerator and then it's nice and, and cool when no, you No, because uh, then you probably it? choke it. Or on it. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I, no, I'm not saying you freeze it. You just refrigerate it. You don't have to fr- You know, There's a difference. I heard the commercial, but I don't know if you're supposed to pop them. Have you seen the video? No, I've, I've oh, only I'll heard the audio. Do you, when Go you to put Cody it in your Decker's mouth, do you let Twitter it, handle. Do you let it melt in your mouth or yes. do you pop it? No, I think you, you bite no, down on it I like don't, that. It, it says in the thing you're supposed to bite down on it. It does, really? Yeah. Wait, you go to Decker's Yeah, Twitter Cody page? Decker's uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Right, we got about five minutes uh, before we have to wrap up the show. So, Lisa, why don't we get right into the things that you want to talk about? Well, specifically, the uh, subway place is coming. You're excited. It is not a subway place, first oh, of all. It is it's a sandwich, sandwich restaurant. Uh, it looks well, that, like... they got a picture, and it's a subway. No, it's... I mean, it's a sub sandwich. <laughs> you mean a hoagie? That's yeah, it's a grinder. Submarine sandwich, I guess yeah. they're called. <laughs> it's a what? A grinder. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Jersey Mike's is going to be opening up in the west side of El Paso. They are right now hiring. It looks like they're still finishing up the restaurant, but it should be open in a couple of weeks. Super exciting. I, lo- I love Jersey Mike's. This but- is over at KLAQ.com if you want to read the mm-hmm. details. So what's their, what's their location going to be? It's going to be in the West Town Marketplace over off mm. of Artcraft, that, okay. that area. Um, they're known for their sandwiches having on, get ready for it, just get your puns ready, uh, what's called the Jersey Mike juice is a <laughs> you ever had Jersey juice before <laughs> it is a red wine vinegar uh, mixed with olive oil that they put on all their sandwiches and it is delicious right. yummy got a uh, another story up here at KLAQ.com El Paso streetcars free once again in October Mm-hmm. I don't think they're. Ever- I don't know how they're. <laughs> they, they must, there must they're be not. a long-term plan for making money on this boondog. I mean, on this project <laughs> that they came up with because hasn't the streetcar been almost exclusively free since they opened it up? Since I think May, I think that's when they first started because they did oh free for the summer, and then of course after the uh, El Paso shooting, they said okay, well we're going to do donations, and then this month they said they are extending that uh, free rides for donations. So that has been continued on, uh, but I don't know when they plan on paying for the streetcar they do do some really cool events and i will give them that uh where they do like music on the streetcar or reading a book i think sincara did one uh in working with the museum so they do a a lot of cool events which i think is great on the streetcar yeah and i think that's really interesting and that's going to get people to want to ride it but then you you have to charge eventually 
that's how it works. That's how you make money. City Representative Sam Morgan was arrested Friday morning on an assault against a family member charged. Uh, Representative Morgan represents the Northeast. Police were dispatched to his home after his wife called the El Paso Police Department. Uh, officers observed the complaint complainant to be terrified and crying hysterically. Uh, his wife told police in a recorded video statement that Morgan had been drinking, became upset, and struck her with a right open hand. Um, according to police, police observed she had redness and swelling to the left side of her face. Okay, then it gets, you know, like a, a, a like the stakes get a little higher. Uh, Morgan, Representative Sam Morgan, was in his bedroom. And he only exited after police repeatedly asked him to come out of the bedroom, according to the police report. The report also states officers heard the racking of an unknown firearm while attempting to get the defendant to exit his bedroom. The defendant then exited and observers, uh, officers rather, observed a handgun tucked in the right side of the defendant's waistband. So... That is a story that could have gone like an even more tragic mm-hmm. direction than it did. According to jail staff, uh, Morgan only spent 15 minutes in jail and was released on a $3,000 surety bond. Uh, and this all happened before 9 a.m. on uh, Friday. No comment yet. And no comment from uh, Morgan's office or from the mayor's office or city council. Morgan was elected to represent District 4, that's the Northeast, in 2017 after defeating Shane Haggerty in a runoff. Some teacher uh, in Iowa has been suspended after posting what was taken as a threat against a child on Facebook. A Waterloo, Iowa high school teacher is on administrative leave after he left a threatening Facebook comment on a news story about climate activist Greta Thunberg, who was visiting Iowa City. Matt Bache, a science teacher at Waterloo West High School, posted, Don't have my sniper rifle. And he posted that on an article about Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swedish girl who has been a leading voice of youth activism about climate change. Uh, That is a horrible thing to post about anyone. It's a horrible thing to post about a child. And I would expect a science teacher, even in Iowa, to have a little more of a grasp on uh, the threat of climate change. Waterloo police say that law enforcement is also investigating the incident, but uh, the teacher has been placed on administrative leave over this. We should write a parody song of ACDC's Thunderstruck to Thunberg. You've been Thunbergstruck. Yeah. Nice. Well, oh, wow, speaking of parody wow, songs. Wow, Thunberg. We, oh, wow, wow, this, is, this is how... Parody songs get started. Like they start off with a stupid idea and just get stupider as we go on. <laughs> Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing you and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. 
Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the People's Injury Lawyer.